What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon Wolverine legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack. What year was that? 2008. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And oh, by the way, we got some. Uh, uh, we we got a game this weekend. Yeah, big big game. We do. Kim we Wood, do. Kim Wood, and Simeon. The big payback. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we've got our NFL draft guru, enthusiast, analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? Uh, doing okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I lost a pretty big match last week myself. Uh, it went to overtime, and I lost to some guy with a scrub ass team in fantasy. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, sure I'm not joking. Me. Yeah, I'm not joking. You got that Justin, <laughs> you got that Justin Jefferson on this team that makes a big difference, man. But I didn't, but the, actually, you know what, though, we were, we were. It was a it was a tie. Yeah, it was a tie. You won the tiebreaker because of uh, the, your your bench points were more. That's that's how the tiebreakers. Oh, I was trying to figure out yeah. how to how the tiebreaker. Wow. Yeah. I was expecting like uh, the decimal uh, point. And we don't have that. We don't have it. It was, um, it's by bench points. I bench didn't points. realize. Wow. That. Yeah. wow. I lo- that's I how lost, I got the win. Okay. I, I lost okay. by like three or four bench points too. Wow. wow. I didn't realize right, that. So it take your whole roster into yeah. account in a <laughs> okay. time. Well, I had a, I had a quarterback who didn't play. Winston, Winston didn't James. play. I don't think right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, Winston was out, and then I I had Mike Williams on the bench. Like, I don't know that was a why. bunch of points. Yeah, I don't know why you had him on the bench. Yeah, I, was, I, 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 I wasn't I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. But anyway, I'm on a two game winning streak in my league. I started out 0 2, now I'm 2 and 2. So you get back oh, in okay. it. That's all yeah. that matters. Back in it. My team, I'm 2 and 2, but I, I, I don't like my team. <laughs> my team. I think my team is going to get better once we get later That's into deep. the season. Because I, I, I was Hopkins. the one that drafted Hopkins. Yeah. yeah you, you beat I me drafted, too. Uh, I drafted uh, Deshaun. Uh, what's his name? Um, Sean Watson? Uh, no, not Watson. Um, Hopkins. De- DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I forgot his first name. Uh, I drafted DeAndre Hopkins uh, in the 12th round. And uh, so, yeah, so once he, his suspension is over, I'm hoping that it's going to give me some points later on. But nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team. Uh, everybody <laughs> wants to hear about the Cowboys, I guess. Because if you look on every damn show, that's, That's all the hell they talk about. Man, I'm yeah. so Cowboys this, Cowboys man. that, Cooper Rush. When is that we'll, coming back? We'll get into the blasphemy somebody told me yesterday when we get I think to I the know what, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, man, I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but no, just kidding. Psych. <clears throat> this is not a Cowboys podcast. We're talking Bears. I don't know if we really want to talk about them either. Well, we can talk Cowboys when the Bears play the Cowboys. How about yeah. that? That's right. Yeah. That's right. What's that? Uh, Halloween, right? In a few weeks, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, okay. But no, we'll, we'll talk about the Bears and and their loss 
to the Giants on Sunday. Um, my take on it, there were two bad football teams going at it. And <laughs> yes. It pretty much played out the way I expected that game to play out from mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, the Giants are have a tad bit more talent than the Bears, and it, it showed. And um, they have one elite talent. They have, yes. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is a phenomenal running back, man. Now that he's he's healthy again. When he healthy, dude, man, he he runs with with just 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 no care in sight, man. With what what did uh, what did Kevin Harley to say? With with no human, with no regard, no regard. for human life. <laughs> <laughs> he that dude, that dude, man. man. I mean, he's getting getting six seven yards a carry. You know, every time he touched the ball, and you could tell uh, the Bears' defense. I mean, no outside contained. Everybody's eyes was on Saquon Barkley, and and, and crazy. man, you saw you saw all the bootlegs that that uh, Daniel Jones was able to to run because of that. Ad nauseum, um, yeah, man. And it was like it was like I was I I saw it from what I saw. Remember uh, the old Madden games? They may they may still have this defense in now, but they used to have the old jam middle where everybody <laughs> would, would, would crash. <laughs> I was like, man, the Bears must be running the jam middle defense for Madden. <laughs> was, that's all that's happened. There was no that no there was there was no 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 uh, outside contain com- uh, going on there. Uh, every everybody was was keyed in on Saquon and and. That's that's what happened in that game, man. The, the Giants took advantage. <laughs> yeah, um, the Giants. I, I won't say better coach, but I think they executed what their coaches wanted them to execute better than we did, uh, especially on offense. Better than what we did, um, and I think some of that is because the quarterback is their quarterback, Daniel Jones has a few more years experience. I mean, for the same reason why I thought the bears had a chance to beat the 49ers because of the inexperience of their quarterback. I felt the giants were probably going to beat us for the same reason. Um, Daniel Jones is very athletic. I think people, I don't know why they tend to forget that, but he's, he's, he's extremely athletic. He's got legit four or five speed. We've seen him run for the last two or three years or four years. We've seen him run 60, 70 yards, you know. Um ball before that. Right. Right. And get tackled by the turf monster. Um, but but we've seen this. So he's extremely athletic. And we've got the, the new head coach, Brian Dayballs, former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, dealt with an extremely athletic quarterback and helped him on his ascent to be one of the top three, four, five quarterbacks in the league, and that being Josh Allen. Brian Dable has an idea of what to do with an athletic quarterback and how to get something out of you at, at the beginning part, the part where they kind of have to break you down to, to kind of remold you. Now, I don't know if he's going to take that amount of time with Daniel Jones that he had uh, with, with Josh Allen. But if you remember Josh Allen's, you know, maybe second year in the league, he was kind of doing the same boots, you know, running, all that kind of stuff, using his athleticism. And that's all the Giants did to us. And, I mean, I, I think Daniel Jones might have passed from the pocket. He close seven, to, com- completed seven passes. I was going to say close to five times he threw from the pocket. Um, I kind of dozed <sighs> a little bit on, on all 22. But I knew it was less than 10 times that he passed from the pocket. And because everything was pretty much a bootleg. And that was before he got hurt, obviously. But my point being, 
the Giants, like you said, as a, a singular talent in Saquon Barkley, but their defense, a few more playmakers here on defense as well. Um, they just executed what they needed to do a little bit better. They did look like two bad teams that someone was going to be three and one, and they mm-hmm. weren't really going to be a good three and one team. It's just because, you know, the schedule is as it, as it has been, but it was not a fun game to watch. <laughs> it was not a fun game to rewatch. Look at that video. Uh, we look bad in a lot of ways. Our blocking looks average on the run blocks. Um, it just, I don't know why they look so bad against the Giants. And the pass blocking was, uh, it was there sometimes and it wasn't. It was so inconsistent. It was very difficult. And I imagine for Justin, very difficult to get a, a true feel and, and, and read on where the pressure was really coming from. Because there were times Justin had time in the pocket and all of a sudden he was moving like he didn't. There are times where he took too long to pass the ball, like he had all the time in the world and he didn't. <laughs> so it, it was a very, it was a very frustrating game to watch as a Bears fan looking not necessarily for a win. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't care about the wins this year per se, but just looking for some hint, some sense of progress. I, I felt very, uh, I don't know, I almost say there was a regression, but I did not feel any progression after watching that game. So I asked this, you, you didn't think let's go over to Justin. You didn't think he played a better game this weekend versus last weekend? No, I just think he had less chances to make mistakes. Um, again, there were times I'm, I'm watching and it's like, dude, you're you're holding on to the ball too long or you're tr- waiting for a bigger play to happen or your receiver's open, but you're still holding on to the ball or step up in the pocket. You still have protection why are you running or, you know, give it a beat and that receiver is going to get open. You're moving too soon. Now I say that in the comfort of my home, looking at him through a video, <laughs> he's out there in the midst of all that mayhem. And he's probably his, his clock is, is it clearly a lot of times his clock is, is, you know, it's on daylight saving time an hour ahead. Cause he he's, he's rushing through stuff and he's not allowing it to breathe as a confident quarterback who understands where everybody is and where they're going to be his anticipation right now as to where his receivers are going to be and when they're going to be there is just not viable at this point in time. And as such, he's struggling. He looks inconsistent. Um, He's running sometimes when he doesn't need to. He's putting himself in harm's way unnecessarily. And then there are times where he's not throwing the ball away. It's like, dude, throw the ball away. Don't take the hit. You, what you just that hit you took for one yard was negligible. You could have thrown the ball away and come back and done another play later. So I'm a little concerned because it's the second week in a row where I've seen a tendency to lean towards doing things that are less progressive and more regressive. I'm con- I'm con- a little concerned. You're concerned about more Justin than I'm, I'm a little concerned the, the about offense Justin as, in, in its entirety, or well, I'm concerned about Justin and just being able being able to consistently execute this offense. Because here's the thing: when, when we look at it on TV, there are times where it's like, okay, he's got to be running because of pass protection is breaking down, and that seems the most viable answer for things. But when you look at the all 22, you get the chance to see like, no, the receiver was open. Or the receiver was about to be open. He just needed to give it a second. The pass protection held up right there. 
he didn't get a good sense of where the pressure was coming from. And then there are times where it's like, how can you not see the pressure? Some of the stuff is pre-reading. It's like, dude, like you got to know like where that blitz is about to come up the middle. There's, there, there's, there's a guy right behind another guy and that blitz is kind of kind of like the opposite of your your jam you know it's going to be that double blitz in the middle kind of deal you know it's it, <laughs> <laughs> you know because i'm looking it's funny you said man i'm looking i'm like yeah that's what they did to me when i was playing them against man you kind of had you know it's, it's not quite a stunt but it's like a delay blitz you know right behind another guy that's press pressuring yeah, double, you know double, the center double a gap double yeah double a gap blitz. exactly yeah. and it's like dude like how are you not sensing that or seeing that and that's right in front of you let alone you know any kind of pressure never be coming from the outside so um I just it's concerning because he's putting himself in harm's way and then i heard a really disturbing stat that at this point he's on a pace to be sacked more than Derek, uh david david, david, david right david, david yeah then david Carr mm-hmm. was and we all know how he got shell-shocked it was never ever being able to, to to really fully realize his potential, and people won't think he was ever a good quarterback, but he was actually pretty. He had a lot of potential. He actually wasn't a bad quarterback. Yeah, I, I thought he could have been a, a really good quarterback. Maybe not a great one, but like you know, a guy who could be a playoff caliber quarterback, like a Philip Rivers type kind of dude in terms of pr- productivity and, and longevity. But he just got abused. He got abused was first first you know few seasons and he was never the same and i don't want that for Justin. i don't want any quarterback but i definitely don't want it for justin because i think he has a world of potential but right now he's he's fallen into the i gotta do i'm doing what's what's i don't want to say it's safe but what he's comfortable with and that's running for his life and that's waiting for that receiver to come open it's just not gonna happen like it did in college it's like Mm -hmm. you he's he's got to be able to anticipate better and it's weird because there were times last year where I felt like he did that a little bit better. That's what I said last week when we talked. I said he looked better last year yeah. a lot more than he has this year. Main thing, like I was telling y'all before we came on, I was I didn't get the full all 22, but I saw some plays. Mm-hmm. And the main takeaway that I took, I think he did play better than last week. I did, but – Main takeaway I took was something you touched on. I feel like he's he's not taking the gimmies. He's a lot of right. times with him holding that ball, mm-hmm. he has a receiver open underneath, and mm-hmm. he's like trying to make the big play mm-hmm. all the time. It's like just take just take what they give you. Like like Brady is a is a master at that. You know, who cares that they say you check down King? Because <laughs> guess what? Them check downs going to start getting them guys to come up, and then you can start throwing the deep ball, getting right. the guys over them. You know, like, I, I that was the one thing. I'm like, damn, he every play that the, the guy was – I was it was uh, Tim Jenkins, I think it was, I was watching. I don't know if y'all know who that is. Uh, he was doing, uh, like, overplay at a – like, uh, other different break, breakdowns and it was like every play that he showed with fields mysteries was always the guys were underneath mm-hmm. like the 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 easy throw he was ignoring it and i'm like damn like i'm so used to everyone showing still shots of a deep person he done missed i'm like when there's realistically it's the easy throws that, he, that he's missing more than than those deep throws like 
it's the it's the easy throws. And I think if he get into the field of like, dude, just get you some easy completions and get yourself into a rhythm, getting rid of the ball quicker. Mm-hmm. I think it will help. He will help himself. I think he's. I my thing is I think he's just panicking. It's like like you say he's going off instincts now. Look, I'm running for my life. If I get a seam, I'm trying to take it, and you know, and and that's like, dude, just just sit in there. I don't want you to get killed either, though. But so you got to learn to get rid of the ball, and identify someone to get rid of it quick too. Uh, yeah, you don't have our receivers have the worst separation rate. Yeah, you know, but like you said, he has to learn to anticipate a guy getting open versus that guy actually looking to be open. Now, I get it. The Mooney play, a lot of people are talking about Mooney ran, I guess, the wrong route or something. Yeah. To so I watched it on replay, but it didn't show. Of course, it wasn't all 22 replay. When Justin started taking off, Mooney wasn't even complete of his route. Wow. I, I don't know how it looked on all 22, but on like just looking at a replay of the game, like that play came up. It was a side view. You still see Mooney in the picture when Justin starts to take off. So I'm like, it's hard to necessarily know if he was going to allow that guy to get open. Now he had a decent pocket. That's where he could have waited a little longer to see if he would have got open, but he chose to take off. And to me, I didn't mind it because it was third and 10. It was like, get the guy first. first down. <laughs> my my but, question with that, I, I heard, actually heard uh, uh, Lawrence Holmes was talking about that play. And he said, no matter, no matter what, even if, if Mooney ran the wrong route at that, at that moment, he should see, he's got, he should see it and get him the ball. But my thought is, and that, you know, short period, excuse me, in that short period of time, how does, how does Justin know where he's going? If he, if, Mm -hmm. if, if he's run the wrong route, he don't know what he's about to do. Yeah. He might, he might break (laughs) At any moment, yeah. you know, that, that's that's my thought on 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 a play like that. And maybe at that point, maybe maybe Mooney knows to improvise and you know just keep going, you know, downfield and and hope to get the ball. But yeah, if it's the wrong route, I mean, unless unless you know Justin's able to actually see him and say just keep going and and throw it like we then we talked about that earlier uh uh in the preseason we talking about how the Packers used to do that you know a play would break down and and you know guys will just go and Favre and and Rogers just wave them down and hit them I don't know if they if they've got that type of relationship yet but um that's that's a tough one though I mean you gotta yeah. you gotta run the right the right uh route you gotta know the plays and- and my thing is, like, he got to be better. He does. He has to be better. All, all the all the good ones miss, miss guys wide open like that a lot. I mean, I watched Pat Mahomes carve up Tampa Bay and miss uh, – I forget who it was. He threw it to the corner of the end zone to somebody but had one of the receivers literally by himself that came the other way, you know? So it happens, you know, those things happen, but 
Pat Mahomes going to do the the routine things, and that's what Justin I think has to get better than better at hitting hitting those hitting those checkdowns, those easy outs, and and just allowing the receiver to to do something. I mean, look at Jimmy G. It's so many yards after catch for him because he barely <laughs> throwing the ball, <laughs> barely yeah. throwing the ball ten yards. He just letting them do all the work, you know. And you know that's probably something that we that the OC probably needs to stress to him. Well, that's, more. that's a proponent of the. I mean, the Packers' offense is is a is a um. What's what I'm looking for? Uh, the the evolution of the West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. That's how the West Coast offense started. Was short routes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And and the king of that was Jerry Rice, who would you know he would run a, a, a five yard five yard slant and turn it into a sixty yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so yeah, that's the base of your offense is is that's what's supposed to be done. In Damn. theory. And is it is it just he got to get used to the offense? Because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did struggle first year under Matt LaFleur. Not a like little, this, though. Er, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's not going to look like. Well, not at that time, though, he was he was second, <laughs> third year Aaron Rodgers, though. No, third, third under year. Matt LaFleur. No, oh, no, 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 Matt LaFleur. You're right, you're right, you're right. But, but that <laughs> still, it's still. I mean, but And then look at Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett. Another, like, it may just be the complexity of this offense that these guys have to it takes some time to get used to. I'm I'm not I'm just saying we've seen far better quarterbacks struggle at the start with this type of offense. Yeah, I agree with that's, that. That's 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 all I mean I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. I'm just giving myself hope like he could probably figure he can figure it out. It's 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 not out the realm of imagination is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it sounds to me like you don't use the West Coast offense when you play Madden. That's what I'm hearing. I don't play much Madden. Yeah, I think, yeah, everything you, you guys are saying and and then some, I just, I think about some of those plays sometimes. It's like, I ask myself, like, why did you throw that pass at a tight end two yards away from you? He wasn't going to go nowhere. Like, why did you even make that pass? Like, that was a that was a wasted pass. Like, what? Why would you do? And then why would you not throw to a better check down at times when you have them available? Like, like I don't. There, there's no consistency. I, I, it's hard to get an idea of what brand or brand, me, what Justin's thinking when he's on the field because it's. I don't want to say erratic, but it 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 doesn't seem to coincide with a sound decision at times. And it doesn't seem to coincide with some of the really good passes he throws at times. It's like, how can you be really good with that pass and that decision, but then force this pass or not even throw this pass when this guy is open and that far from you and he's running or under throw because you waited too long and now the guy can't do anything because when you get the ball to him, he's pressed against the sideline and the play doesn't go anywhere. And you could have just run at that point. But this time here, you ran when you could have passed, but you ran and got some yards, but then you got hit. You could have avoided, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's always a, uh, well, why did you do this? It's what I find of myself when I watch 
this, the, the, when I watch Justin and the Bear, I'm like, I'm like, as opposed to being able to enjoy and be like, oh man, nice play, a nice decision. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, what do you, what, what's going on? And maybe to your point, you know, the system may have some complexities. He's learning it. We see Russell. That's a great point you brought up. That Russell Wilson is struggling under Hackett, who again and, came from and, Green Bay. And 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 this what's funny with the Denver situation because of Russell Wilson's success in the past. Nathaniel Hackett is looked at as a can't coach. He can't coach. On the flip side with the Bears, because Justin Fields is a second-year quarterback, Justin Fields look like he ain't shit. You get them? Mm -hmm. It's like it's it's weird when they're perspective. And they're basically doing (laughs) the same type of things. Yeah, Russ is having more success because he's Russell Wilson. Like, but he's to his standards, he looks bad. And he has more talent than he's yeah. way more talent. And he than has Justin. far more weapons. Yeah. You know, and it's like it was it's that's what I I look at a lot, like I tell you all the time. I look at a lot of different both of my favorites saying since we've been doing this, when I watch other teams, how are these guys able to get so wide open? And we never see that <laughs> with our guys. Like, so I watch everybody, and it's like it shows context with when you look at Russell Wilson. And and honestly, I didn't even think about that until someone said it today. Like, wait, you know what? They're right. Like, when Matt LaFleur first got to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was because I think that was wasn't his first was his first year of the year. We knocked them out in the first quarter. In mm, the first game of the season. Uh, it was, it was after that wasn't his first year. It was the year no, after, after that. that. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're talking about 18, first 18, year. 18. Yeah, yeah. When we when we I was thinking we, I was thinking about further back when uh, Shea McClellan knocked him out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. His first his first few games it was like it was choppy. Yeah. Right. Good. He played the Bears first. You know that wasn't a great game by him. It was a decent comeback, but like we was on his ass early. You know, and then he he Aaron Rodgers. He's don't take that long to figure out. I mean, even Tom Brady first year in Tampa. I mean, he had to tell Bruce Arians, hey, look, we got to do this, this, and this. You know, like, that's what great quarterbacks do. But, like, it puts into context when you look at Russell Wilson and and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pretty much running the same style of offenses that both of them are struggling. We're just seeing one guy who we know has been very successful in this league struggling at a pace that we are not used to with him. And then we're seeing a young quarterback who, who is trying to develop struggle. Like, well, we, oh. we, we got some issues going into uh, this week's game with Minnesota. Uh, our best offensive lineman, Cody Whitehair is out. He has been placed on, on IR, but never feel, but never okay. fear. Nikhil Harry. Is coming back. Is he going to play? I mean, I, I don't know. Veritas Jones came back and <laughs> didn't play an offensive snap. Oh, don't bring, don't bring up the, the Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Oh, oh, so now, now we recognize he goes to Tennessee with something bad. I'm just saying, man. All he had, he had one, he had one job to do: <laughs> catch a punt. That's all you got to do. Hey, and, y'all and, about something. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes, he, he, uh, but he, he just he just eased the drama because we weren't gonna win that game anyway. You're, you're very it. right. You're very right, and that's that's <laughs> not the only reason why they lost that game. 
Hey, man. I but a miracle could have happened. I didn't have hope. I mean, I had hope we would score. I didn't think we would get the two, but at least I would have won my bet. <laughs> we would have been plus three. We scored, we would have lost by two. That's what I was hoping for. Go down there, get in the end zone, lose yeah. by two, and not not. But beat. it's probably it's probably best that we didn't even see it though, because something else bad could have happened. He was gonna throw a pick. Yeah, uh, they're talking about Jalen Johnson. Uh, Jalen Johnson gonna out. be out, and That's you got hurt. you got Jefferson and Thielen coming in. This is I, I got a feeling this is gonna be ugly. It's, it's... Yeah, ask me what I think the score is gonna be. What you what you think? Hey man, forty something to something in the teens. Jeez. I'm looking at 41, 42, 44 to like thirteen or seventeen. This this game gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. The not Vikings Vikings pass defense ranked thirty first in the league. Now granted, they stop. haven't they haven't seen our granted, passing offense. Yet. Haven't seen our passing offense. <laughs> And, well, like and, I know, and I'm sure they're going to blitz like crazy. They don't have to. And their passing defense is going to go up about six spots. <laughs> going to be ranked 25th by the time they finish playing us. <laughs> look, look, I said I said every year, Kirk going to give us one. So each, each, each weekend we go into a Kirk Cousin game. Yeah, this, this, that's that's your thesis right there. The Bears <laughs> and Vikings always split. We <laughs> we we shall see. Hey, do we so, got so, do we got oh, them on prime time? Any do we got them in prime time the second game? Uh let me see. I, I want to say I think it's like a Saturday game. Oh, okay. It ain't prime oh, time. Me, so this is the game we're gonna uh, get. If it was if the next game prime time, that's the game we're gonna get. Kirk they Cousins got the don't Vikings. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, the Vikings game is the last game of the year, and oh, that's yeah. determined uh, once I, they figure out like playoffs and all that. You know shit. what the that's the, the game we're gonna beat them. The when big game, yeah, it don't mean yeah. that's the game. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it won't mean anything to us, but it'll mean something that's, to them. Well, yeah. it could. Right. Yeah. No, it most definitely will. I mean, you, you figure there would be one of eight probably one of nine teams in the in the nfc fighting to get into the playoffs mm-hmm. we'll see they're they're two and two as well so they three and one oh I, i'm sorry yeah because the they the lions blew the game against them mm-hmm. the lions are a lion and two by the way yeah they are they offense is Crazy good defense is <laughs> super bad. It's, it's insane. I was talking to Cap on Sunday, and uh, he was like, "Man, look at the Lions! But how how are the Bears going to be able to score, on, or, or uh, how how are they going to be scoring as many points as the Lions score? They got forty one points on the board right now." And I was like, "Yeah, but how does Seattle score forty eight? <laughs> exactly." <laughs> and and. And I mean, granted, like I said, Justin looked better last year than he does this year. Detroit was one game where he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went absolutely nuts against them. Yeah. Hey, let's move on. Move on. Um, as we recorded last week, the uh Bengals Dolphins game was was going on while we recorded. Mm-hmm. And um the the tour injury. Uh that was that was hard to watch, man. Saw it live. 
hard to watch. We we probably should have talked about it last week when you know when it happened, but uh, we, f- we didn't see it though. None of us saw. None it. of us saw it. Well, no, 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 I, 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 saw, I, I saw it live. It. I saw it live. I didn't I see it. Scared the hell out of my wife. How loud I got when it happened because it was it was just that crazy live watching it. Mm. So what you what'd you think when you when you saw that? So when he hit his head, I'm like, oh, I, my reaction, oh, and then when they showed his hands, I, I got even louder because I instantly when they showed his hands, I didn't think he was like just move. No, I, I literally knew his hands were locked mm. in that position. And I was terrified watching that. I'm like, man, I know I didn't just witness paralysis, something crazy like that on on live TV. Like, I know people have said, like, Joe Namath, I think. A lot of people say that was... No, not was, Joe Namath. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. A lot of people were saying, like, that oh, was the Lawrence Taylor one of the most gruesome things. Like... Napoleon Kaufman was pretty... No, I'm talking Napoleon McCallum. Excuse McCallum, me. yeah. The Monday night game. The Monday night game. That was bad because he was locked in place. He was frozen. <sighs> and his leg was bent the wrong direction. Mm, man, he yeah. couldn't move. Yeah, this this was... It, it was crazy to watch live. It was crazy. And it just made you think about Sunday instantly. You thought about Sunday. Right, right. And an and, and, and organizational fail. On, on so many levels. You saw what happened. Somebody's gotta gotta say, hey, gotta save him from himself and say, hey, he no matter what, he's gotta sit down. At least, man, it's a short week. Don't play him in a short week. You know. Um, and so now they're they're they basically just trying to throw the the doctor under the bus. <laughs> they, it's yeah. all on him. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's coming to Earth. Yeah. Owner yeah. paid that man to take the fall. He probably yeah. paid him. Well, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. It's more. It's more than that, man. He he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. My uh, my sister, who's the doctor, she 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 called me. Uh, she called me the next day, and she was like, "Yeah, the NFL just needs to cease and desist." <laughs> they need to stop. Wow, really? <laughs> Damn, that's not gonna happen. That's not. Yeah, that's not happening. But yeah, that was that was her take on it. Well, I mean, man, it's crazy because you know you 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 take everything away, all the glitz and glamour, and all the things the NFL tries to do propaganda wise to say that they're taking every precaution. You strip all that away. At the end of the day, it's a gladiatorial sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I put my fingers up earlier um, when, when Brandon was talking because I was like, there's two times. So the things you've seen, there's two times I actually saw players get paralyzed on the football field. So I was watching the game, as you would say, live. Um, and that was um, Daryl Stingley in a preseason game mm-hmm. where Jack Tatum, otherwise known as the assassin, defensive back for the Raiders, um, hit him hit him in an exposed situation and there, you know, he was, he was paralyzed, you know, and life was shortened because of that. Uh, ironically, his, his, uh, his grandson or his grandson plays for the Texans plays, yeah. plays for the Texans now out of LSU. He's a rookie. Um, Derek Stingley. And the other time was Mike Utley for the lions. And that was weird to me because I was like, I had an offensive lineman to get paralyzed. Yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah. Like, like what kind of hit did he take? And it was, 
he was blocking just how he blocked just the angle of the 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 the, the, the collision between him and the, and the defender and you know you think he's a stinger you think okay he'll be okay and next thing you know like he's paralyzed um so yeah man it, it's crazy because you're like that's at the pro level that doesn't mean that's the only level it happens at yeah um the other time and i didn't see this one but i was down at tennessee when it happened uh, i can't think of the other of the guy's name he's playing for old miss and he was a defensive back and when he when he made that hit, I thought right then and there, because I had seen the Derek's or the, the, the Stingley thing and that Mike Utley thing by, by that time. I'm like, I think that dude's paralyzed. And uh, he ended up, you know, becoming paralyzed in college. So it makes you wonder, like, what could happen at the grassroots level in high school or, yeah. or even even younger, where, you know, they don't have potentially the benefit of a NFL pay you know, paycheck to maybe live a decent life afterwards. Yeah, there, remember the kid at um at Eisenhower High School that happened to this was I don't know about that one. This would have been about fifteen, almost probably twenty years ago now. Mm. Um, and they they went through the situation where uh, the school's insurance was taking care of everything. Okay, but he ended up living longer than the insurance company expected. Oh, wow. And they basically dropped him. Wow. And That's so it, it uh, yeah, and it, you know, because he wasn't able to, to, to receive that, you know, the care that, that, that he had been getting, you know, it, it um, I think he, he, he ended up passing away um, because of, so, so just, yeah. So you're right about, you're absolutely right. Spot on on that. Um, but yeah, I mean Ryan Shazier a couple of years ago with with uh right. with Pittsburgh. Now he right. you know he he can walk now, you know, he but he was for uh for a good while there. He was he was paralyzed. So uh it's 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 a dangerous sport and you take a, a huge risk, but um somebody's so gotta be the somebody's gotta be the grown up. And and in that situation, the Miami Dolphins uh coaching staff and and doctors everybody they they failed to uh last week no doubt about it let me ask you this i, I, I know and i agree with you you know someone's got to help the player protect himself but i wonder if with everything that two has gone through since he's been a dolphin in terms of all the speculation and skepticism regarding his ability to be a, the franchise quarterback that they felt that being, they drafted being labeled injury prone, being labeled injury prone. If all these things fed into the, no, I need to be out there on, on top of the team's early success. Uh, I think some of that, it wasn't all just, you know, negation based. I think some of it was because of riding the fervor of having a three and all record, you know, but I, I still think the majority, if, if you had to, if you had to ask me percentage wise, I would say seventy percent, if not better than that. Him wanting to be out there, and, and then the team allowing him to be out there, and then you know whatever other people who are like he needs to get out there kind of mentalities because of the lack of immediate success that they would have thought, say like Justin Herbert got, like if like Justin Herbert. With that, with that same injury, maybe they hold him out. He doesn't have anything to prove. But shit, they left him much. in a they left him in a blowout. Yeah, with, with two, fractured maybe, ribs. With fractured ribs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just fract. That's just fractured ribs. Those heal. Um, but some somebody, but somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to got to got to save him from himself. 
I was wondering now. Yeah. Here's my. I was wondering because they they had to have checked, you know, done the whole concussion thing on Sunday, right? Last Sunday, right? Before before they before they said, okay, it wasn't a concussion. It's a back and a, a and, back. and a knee or whatever whatever it was, right? Did he maybe because uh, they do they, a baseline? They fudge, do a baseline fudge, test. Fudge the did test? He fudge, yeah, did he? I'm sure he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. I'm sure he did. Like like anybody with common sense could see that your back didn't make you wobble right. like you just right. got punched in a boxing match. Right. Like <laughs> your back, your back didn't make you do that. Like that's, but that's where it comes in. The organization has to save him from himself because, and and that's why my it's confusing a little bit because, like you asked, did they do the baseline concussion protocols at that moment, and then they diagnosed it with a back and knee? So did they further evaluate him throughout the week? You know, leading up to the game, since you all said it's a back. But I've been hearing people saying they did. He was said he was okay all week, but like that don't necessarily mean they gave him. Like when you go into concussion protocol, like like now he's already ruled out for Sunday. He's probably gonna be ruled out for the next week. Like like it's a day by day thing, and it ain't just okay. You did good this day. Like next day, we're not gonna evaluate you. Like it's. Like, so I'm like, they couldn't have checked him throughout the week. They couldn't have. Like, they literally took the back thing and ran with it. Yeah. Maybe they were treating his back, but not, they were treating something else, but I think that, you know, not, <laughs> not, not, not the concussion because there was, mm-hmm. there was no concussion. And, and like you said, yeah, he probably knows enough, has enough wherewithal to fake enough to pass, you know, concussion protocol. Uh, especially if they don't ever change the questions. I, I was listening to, I think it was Get Out or Get Up or whatever the morning show is on ESPN, Get Up. And Chris Canty and um, Rob Nikovich were both talking about how, being very candid about how they faked it. Mm-hmm. Like they knew, they're like, no, because they they like, I got to get out there on the field because if I don't get out there, you know, somebody else gets my job or you know, it, it impacts my ability to ask for more money or whatever the case is, it's, it's obviously fiscal related and the, and the fear, you know, football seems to really be ruled by fear in a lot of ways in terms of the decisions that the players make mm-hmm. that go against the better judgment. Um, and the organization makes or, or coaches make within that organization based upon, I want to keep my job. You know, fear really seems to rule the day at times or at least enough to affect people's better judgment. So let me ask this then. So this go go to the need for guaranteed contracts then. You know, I, I, dude, it's such a great question because I've asked myself this time every time I hear a baseball contract, <laughs> like especially with Judge. I was gonna say I was gonna say because you look at like whenever someone in baseball has a concussion or even in, in basketball, guys are out for. Sometimes a period, yeah, Yeah. long periods of time. Meanwhile, in football, guys get a concussion and three days later, later, yeah, we're we're back out there. He's ready to go. And if they're out a few weeks, the narrative is they're soft. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
football is crazy, man. That's why I, I tell people you gotta, especially certain positions, you gotta be a loose screw. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, just just to play the sport. I don't care on what level, man. You something's gotta be really wrong with you to 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 want to play that sport to actually see man. some of the hits that take place and say, yeah, I'm good with that. But, or man. in my case, actually enjoying to be hit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, Matt, but like, like GM you gotta be a little you gotta be a little screwed up somewhere you know but like gm was saying about like conti and and whoever else it was talking about how they fuzz the test i'm watching uh speak for yourself and emmanuel acho was talking about when he was in college at texas mm. and he was like you know he like he didn't even know he had a concussion until the next day and he was like it's so easy to 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 cheat them tests and i'm like and he went through his he like you know they asked me to say that the alphabet backwards and he ran that off on set live i'm like i'm like how the like how did you do that like you like so that means you sit at home and probably practice that so whenever you went through something because right. he ran that off like like it was nothing. Like yeah, I yeah. see you as you trying to do it. Right I haven't, now. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been concussed in twenty five years. I don't think I can pass that test right now. Exactly. <laughs> right, and I'm like, and that's how I'm like, man, I couldn't even do that now, sober, <laughs> no type of right. injury or nothing. But he was like, the only way he knew he had a concussion was the next day. He went to one of his teammates' apartment. Well, so he thought. And he called him and was like, I'm outside your apartment. Let me in. He was like, no, you're not. (laughs) And he like, I am. Like, what are you talking about? I'm out here. He was like, dude, I'm at my door and you're not out here. And he told him, go stand out in the street and do stand like, and he like, he was four complexes away from it. He was like, that's when he realized, okay, the hit he took in the game was more serious. And I'm like, I'm like that's crazy, like, like what has to be like these? You have to save these players from themselves. Well, you every, know, but it's mm-hmm. everything you're saying is why when today is this question about guaranteed contracts, I, I think that's why the NFL is not going to give guaranteed contracts because injury. I mean, I have we have a coworker, Brandon. He's he was a basketball player in high school and college. Pretty good bowler, by the way. And Brand is like, you crazy. He said, that's a problem with football. Every time you look up, somebody's getting hurt. I can't watch a game without seeing more than one injury. He said, that's a problem. And it's like, yeah, how do you guarantee a contract when a guy's going to get injured? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough to do that. Um, but, but that being said, we're starting to see a little bit of that with the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's going to be hard for the but conversely, it's going to be hard for NFL to not start guaranteeing some contracts because of what baseball and, and, and basketball do and all the money that's coming to the NFL, you know, through different contracts with like, you know, Amazon Prime and, and all these other media. Oh, it's, it's average, average, just silly yeah, money. Yeah, silly money. So it's going to be like, you got the money. You know, and then the quality of life of these guys after they're done, you know, when they're retired, we've, we've heard some of the horror stories of, of uh, retired players retired from the 60s, 70s and 80s 
trying to just get money so they can get medical treatment. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not asking for the, for the world, but just enough so that they can still live in the world and with some quality of life. So I don't know, man, guarantee contracts in NFL. It's a, it's going to be a long time coming. Something, um, uh, something, something has to be done. If, if that's the reasoning that, that, that players don't want to be upfront about um, uh, yeah. getting these injuries. Well, think about it is it's, it's not, not only is it not guaranteed contracts, you can sign a big money contract and they'll cut your ass the next year. Yeah. You won't, you won't get the money. That's what the Roquan thing is about. They want to, they want to backload the money. And so right. he may not, though he may, you know, technically, you know, he'll be a hundred million dollar guy. He may not see most of that money, you know, right. depending on what happens. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, signing bonus. So yeah. NFL is a, is a cruel beast, man. Um, and sometimes I, I find myself going, you know what, why am I supporting such a draconian system? I, I do the same thing, but I love it. But I love it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> As I sit and play Madden and go, get your ass back in there. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. Right, if I was move on to, uh, to baseball, MLB. Uh, as we record today, it was the final day of the regular season. Um, disappointing season for us White Sox fans. Smoke, Man. your New York Yankees, our American League East champion. So congratulations. Man, we held on. We get to move on. <laughs> That's got to be fun. I remember when we were a playoff team. That was that was, that was was a cool time <laughs> way back last year. <laughs> But uh, let's first let's first start uh, before we get to the White Sox. Just just with the Yankees, uh, I got a question here, and I get you know sixty one is special, you know sixty one home runs special for the Yankees. Roger Maris, Babe Ruth that hit sixty uh, prior to that in twenty seven, but in twenty twenty two, why is sixty two home runs? so important now when what three other guys have done it and one of those guys has done it three times talking about Sammy Sosa well all national league I was gonna all national league guys and all guys suspected accused alleged of using I get I get I get that but, but then all, the, all, all national league, the guys. national league guy thing though, but everybody plays each other now. So it, it, it's not like it's separate leagues. No, nah, not enough. It is still separate leagues. Um, and, and it's not, it's not like they play, you know, significant. Yes, they, I'm well, they will they, next, they will next year. Well, I'm just saying you, you, you still don't have everybody playing everybody. You know, you, you might play a, a certain division or what have you. Well, next, um, next but, year, everybody plays everybody. Well, that's next year. Schedule. Well, next year, you're asking now, and like you said, I think the preponderance of or the confluence of, of events in terms of it being a Yankee breaking a Yankees record in the American League and the American League, the face of the American League is still the Yankees. You know, um, I just really don't understand why we can't, um, aside from lauding um, judge, judge for his accomplishment. Talk about how I nailed the uh, number of home runs he was going to get about a month and a half ago. I said 62. <laughs> you know, we, we, we got it on record. I said 62. 
a and month ago. 62. Yeah, we talked about it. We said, what do you think? Y'all, every one of y'all was like 63, 65. I said uh, 60. I think I said 64. And I said, yeah, I said 62. 64. I said, the reason I'll be 62 is because everybody's going to be pitching away from him and they still be going on a, on, a, on a, you know, on a playoff run, all that stuff. And the pressure of trying to get in, everybody watching him all the time, he's going to get a little tight. And he's gonna wind up just getting it, getting breaking at sixty two. So I'm just just want to throw that out there. Right okay, there. Well, it's I, I, I give you, I give it to you. Um, but yeah, I was asking, <laughs> I was asking the same question you just asked, guys. I was like, why do we care about Judge getting sixty two? Like, I mean, ESPN was going to his at bats live on Monday Night Football. That that's unbelievable. To me. I'm sorry. Let, let me ask you this, and I, you know, I I I, I, I know why. I hate to be the guy that always seems to not always, but generally a lot of times seems to bring it up. And I know race doesn't factor into everything. That being said, Mark McGuire doesn't seem to catch much hell at all for what he did in terms of the home run race. Sammy Sosa has caught more hell and been, been uh, excoriated more than, than Mark McGuire. They did this at the same time. And Mark McGuire actually was the first to do it and, and, and hit it for more of that particular line. Sammy did it three times in a row. And then Barry Bonds being the great player that he was way before any notion of him taking drugs uh, or performance enhancing uh, supplements, whatever you want to call it. He hit 73 and they want to act like, you know, it doesn't count. And I'm like, well, it wasn't like the other guys who were pitching to him weren't juiced up either. I mean, better than probably 50% of the league was probably on the stuff. More pitches were. And to your point, it, more pitches were. And it's like that doesn't make you hit a home run. You, you still got to hit the ball. And I think the athletes who are on them are probably healthier longer in the year. And it may help them with their sustainability in terms of their energy and, and all that, that stuff. Well, it, but it helps you recover. Right. That's, that's yeah. what it's for. Exactly. But I'm like, by no certain terms, does that mean, I mean, Barry Bonds has a hell, had a hell of an eye by the time he was in the latter part of his career. And he was doing better because all that wisdom, along with just being physically fit, you know, the combination led him being one of the most dangerous hitters that I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, back to my point, if Mark McGuire had the 73, uh, are we hearing the scathing, you know, uh, uh, non-recognizing of, of his accomplishment? Because we don't, I don't, I that, that dude, not only that, but he was back in baseball being a manager. It's like, it's like, no, like he was a hitting coach, hitting coach, or hitting coach. I'm sorry, well, coach. But Bonds was, but Barry too. Bonds was too. Bonds was too. Yeah, was but when, coach but, in, in Miami, but, right? But when Bonds got, they were like, why is he being allowed to? You know, what I'm saying there, there was a lot of negativity. But but here's but here's, but here's but here's something though for Bonds, they still love him in San Francisco. That's the only he place still shows up. Yeah, but which is fine. Sammy Sosa can't even go back to Wrigley now. Not at all, and I, that's what I don't get. I don't Sosa, get it Sosa, Sosa did it. He hit sixty three times in he a row. 66, 60, well, not, I think it was three 64. out of four years. He had sixty six, sixty four, and sixty three in a season. And <laughs> and and they won't they won't even have a Sammy Sosa day at Wrigley, or <laughs> or, or bring him bring him back just to just to you know say hi. And what's crazy is if the juicing made you hit home run i mean how come nobody else was doing what they did it wasn't like you had 10 people hitting 60 let's see 
that it was no 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 that's why that's what makes what judge did big to me yeah granted others did it before him but it was only them three and it's tainted whether we whether we like it or not Barry Bonds will forever be the GOAT the greatest baseball player ever to me but it's tainted it is what it is the what made this big was the notion that judge is doing it clean this is baseball's way of trying to purify what happened in the past when they were a big reason as to why that went the way it did in the past they oh, benefited they, off oh, of they that. loved it they they they, they, they the promoted game. that right you know like that's what that's what's so frustrating about it you know and now what's pissing me off about this whole thing with judge as a yankee fan as a judge fan is the media has now put a target on judge back because now I'm seeing so many people be disrespectful to judge because he ain't no goddamn home run king. It's Barry Bonds. Like, fuck Aaron. Ju- I mean, my bad. But F Aaron, ju- <laughs> F Aaron Judge. It's not what you're saying. It's what they're you know, saying. You know, F Aaron Judge. And it's like, and I've had to tell many people, like, Judge have, has acknowledged who's the home run king. Don't make this about him. Like, what he's doing, he's having one of the best seasons we've seen in a while. You think you exactly. think you think there are people that are that are hating on Judge? Oh man, man that's why I said I had to get back to something. I had a person yeah. telling me because of this Judge thing, the Yankees is the most overhyped franchise in sports, and this was a Cowboys fan that said that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's why I woke up this morning and I turned undisputed, and I'm like, Judge is 62, but the first topic is the Cowboys. And we're talking about a I, I think I think franchise. I the the nerve of, of him as a cowboy to say that, but I think the Yankees are one A. How 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 could they be one A one B? Just like somebody said that on over over when, the, when the Yankees have won five World Series since because, the last time the because Cowboys if you won go to anything. the four and I and and I worked at the four letter network for a little bit. Everyone that works there is from the New York area, from the East Coast, and they're all freaking Yankee fans. And so that's all that's all that's That's, discussed in the office. And that's all. But no, but but no, ESPN is not regional. ESPN is national. The people in there, you say them because they don't show, they don't talk about baseball like that on ESPN. But if they do, who are they talking about? Well, now I'm saying now, I'm saying right now, but. And that's only because, for whatever reason, baseball is not the you know, football is king. Exactly. But, but if they're talking football. about baseball, they football and LeBron better believe they, so they're talking about the New York Yankees. Yeah, I, I get that Sunday night so, baseball. Why is it that it's Yankees red every time the Yankees and Red Sox play? It's on Sunday night baseball. Why is now, that? I get, I get that. I get that they're probably the most overhyped. In baseball, yes, yes, but uh, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. over most overhyped. Well, no, right now it's the Cowboys. Sports, it's, it's the Cowboys because yeah, I I get tired of waking up and and hearing Cowboy this Cowboy that. 
who it, who the hell wow. make the Cowboys America's team anyway? I don't know. Jerry Jones. No, no, but it was before that. Before that. They were called that day. I thought yeah. Jerry Jones. No, nah, it goes back there. to the 70s, man. There was a oh. there's there's a video that came out. Uh, I forget what year, it might have been 1977 or 78. And it was Dallas, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's like one of those uh, Sable videos where they did like a NFL, yeah, uh, NFL films, yeah. NFL films at a recap of whatever season it was, 77, 78 season. Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and it's stuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they got the cheerleaders, they got the Texas, you know, culture star all those things but i i i to me to say the celtics lakers dodgers montreal canadians yankees uh and to a lesser degree maybe even the the cardinals in baseball um or or i don't know football you could really there is really a king of a team but to say those teams that i mentioned are overhyped it's really disrespectful just disrespecting their accomplishments it's like yeah. it's like if you're if you if you've won 20 plus championships like the like the like the the the, the yankees and the canadians have i i get why people talk about you we we've, we've <laughs> lost more world series than the cowboys been to nfc championship games since they last won a super bowl <laughs> Like, like we we've won five since they won a Super Bowl. Like, like how does that make us a one A one B? I'm just saying. I, I like your. <laughs> I, I, I get tired of hearing about the Yankees. That's all I'm saying. I enjoy your terminology. We and us. I didn't and know the you were Red Sox. I, uh, I know you're part of the Yankee uh, um, franchise. Yeah. There. <laughs> now here's, I tell you this. Here's this my issue my, with the my, my issue with the Red Sox. Le- I'll go, 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 go. I'm I was just saying, this will be my last year as a Yankee fan if we don't get judged back. I'll tell you that right now. I'm on record. I'm on <laughs> you record know that's saying happen. it. You know I'm that's going to happen. I'm on record saying it. But nah, the Red Sox, they, they win in an 04, and it's an 86 year drought, and everybody's going crazy. Oh, it's been 86 years. The very next year, the White Sox win it after, after 88 years, and nobody's saying <laughs> that. Was, that was Crickets. Like seven- Crickets. Like stepchildren more in the world series. <laughs> Nobody cared about it's, how long it was. It legit did not get the same buzz. No, an historical an historical achievement. A Jewish owner, black general manager, and a Venezuelan manager. You never had that mix. That's, <laughs> no, that's, no one talks about it. That's one of the most like non talked about. Title the, runs. the disrespect, right? But let's talk about the disappointment now. <laughs> no, no. Can we go season. back? Can we go back to two hundred five? I mean, oh, go, ahead, fifth, go ahead, go ahead. The, the, the fifth was it? At tw- eleven was it? Eleven wins. Eleven and one. Loss? Eleven and one. I mean, dominated, and no one talks about it. Like it never happened. Okay, we can go to the bad news now. All right. So Speaking of eleven to one, was that the score today? Or was it ten to one? <laughs> it was ten to one. <laughs> but eighty-one and eighty-one. Look again. We said it on the podcast about a month ago. Not shocked that they wind up eighty-one and eighty-one. They've been a five-hundred team all year, and it's apropos. It's kismet. It's karma that they wind up eighty-one and eighty-one. Is, is this the most disappointing White Sox season ever? Indubitably. 
And yeah, in recent <laughs> and definitely in recent memory. I was I was thinking maybe maybe a white flag trade maybe when they waved the white flag because they still well like the problem with the well, they were they were three and a half back at that point. Yeah, half this, but they still I would I I didn't think they were gonna win a World Series that year. Oh, dude, only one team wins a World Series. You still get to the playoffs. You never know what's gonna happen. You had Albert Bell on the team. And Frank Thomas. Yeah, but I didn't not... go. We didn't go into '97 thinking, yeah, this this team was going to World Series. But you, they they had they had lost. Jack McDowell was gone by that time. They they didn't have the pitching. They they were they were a contender. But I don't know if they, we thought they were going to win the World Series. We were just hoping that they would make the playoffs, and then they yeah, you know, but you never they pulled know. the plug on them in in uh, at, at the trade deadline. Well, I was like... thinking maybe maybe well '94. With the strike, well, but that was yeah, everybody, though. right? Yeah, and so, I thought maybe uh, I'd say two thousand one. I don't, I don't remember the eighty, the eighty four White Sox, eighty three. Well, no, eighty three they won the division, but in eighty four, I think they they. It went ugly. Like, no, 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 no. I'm saying they they lost to the to the Orioles in the in the ALCS. But I'm saying right. the next season, though, there were expectations. And they didn't. They didn't meet them. Yeah, this is Chicago. I'm sorry. Let me let me re- remind you of how bad our sports was back then. <laughs> to have one year, you felt like it was just a one off, and you needed to win because you knew the next year wasn't going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> there was no such thing as back to back great seasons. It just didn't happen back then. So it's like, look, you got an opportunity. Don't blow it because you know if you don't know if it'll ever happen again. So I don't think 84 was as disappointing it really as 83 was. Okay, what, they won they won 99 games and to lose to the freaking Orioles because Jerry Dubzinski couldn't round the base. Anyway, I'm not going to blame him. Um but those are the Orioles the way they lost just was was deflating and I think that was probably more I was than- thinking I was thinking maybe 01 because you won the division in 2000 and you you got swept by Seattle but then you came back Pretty much everyone was back. You brought in David Wells. Uh, who else can they? They had another pitcher uh, they got from Pittsburgh that year. I forget his name now. Um, and yeah, Frank got hurt early. Yeah, triceps. Yeah, David Wells. Uh, fatter. Did, got fatter. He did. Yeah, he got fatter. And uh, I think they they only won like seventy something games that year and Kose Canseco came in at oh the end of the year. God. <laughs> he, actually a, he actually had a decent run with the White Sox that for that for that that short period. Kenny he Williams. was hitting some home runs. But yeah, no, I this is this I is clear. Yeah, I think this is the most disappointing team ever. And, yeah. This was this yeah, was supposed to be a team. I mean they had they had the lowest odds, the third lowest odds to to uh to win it at the beginning of the year. Behind the Dodgers and um, I guess the, the Yankees, the Yankees were there. Yankees, yeah, yeah. I shoot, I want to say when we did, because we did a, a divisions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know I picked them to win the division. Wait, let me, let me wait. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I wonder, did I have them losing to the Yankees in the ALCS? Well, till next year, Chicago. So uh, Tony Larusa <laughs> had his, uh, that's, his that's one step in the right direction. His resignation 
I think we we all called this. <laughs> yeah. When it happened, <laughs> I think we we all knew this was gonna happen. Um, but I was I was it was it was a very I thought it was a very sad press conference. Mm. Uh, and I actually there was a part of me that really felt that felt bad for him because I don't know if this is gonna this isn't gonna tarnish his his rep, but. You don't want to see somebody go out like that, man. Just you know, it it just, it was it was it, I I just I just felt bad for him. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, 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 no feel at all. Yeah, <laughs> y'all cold blooded, man. <laughs> Whoa, I'm trying to get some sympathy here. Nah, nah, I'm good. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, like, you, you, how, how often do we hear or it's been said that a team takes on the persona of its manager or its head coach or someone who's steering, steering the team? Yeah, and that happens. you, you, you literally saw it happen when Miguel Cairo took over. All of a sudden, the White Sox played with a different kind of energy. It wasn't necessarily sustainable because of the malaise they'd been through throughout the majority of the year. But for a brief moment... For it went on a run. It went on a run. But it's not just the winning. It was how intently they were playing, how purposeful they played. Like, there was, like, you know, not that their hair was on fire, but like, hey, you know, we got to step it up. And that sense of urgency was completely absent the entire you know season, with the, with the exception of when Miguel Cairo took over. And how many times have we seen little shots of of uh, Tony nodding off in in the dugout, <laughs> you know? And, then, and, 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 and every time he does a press conference, he's wiping his face, which is, you know, when I'm driving, I do that so I can try to stay awake. <laughs> kind of like, okay, let me stretch the eyeballs here for a moment, focus in. So, um, yeah, man, this team play too relaxed. They play, they play like, yeah, I, you know, old men driving a car on a Sunday afternoon. I think what's, what's the, uh, the public enemy song? Don't believe the hype, man. They, I think they bought in. They thought they were just going to cruise. Yeah. We're going to cruise to another division title because they won by 15 games last year. And they thought, oh, we could just turn it on when we need to. And yep. it caught up to them. I think that's that's pretty much what happened. And injury, you know, you can you can put the injuries out there. You know, uh, you started off with Makata out and Lynn out, and then Anderson had some time out, and, and Lloyd got hurt. My dog got I mean everybody, everybody you know spent time on the on the uh injured list and uh but still that's not an excuse yeah like that can't that can't be it's an not an excuse yeah. yeah i was i wasn't given that excuse when the yankees was facing injuries year after year <laughs> after year i should i should go on facebook now that you just said all that, i should go on facebook and give white Sox fans hell i should but I'm a I'm a chill, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a right. stay classy. So the shake up, <laughs> something something's got to change here. We know it's going to be a new manager. Yeah, who's gone? Uh, Better sign the brave. I think Makata's gone. I think um, I don't think Cueto's coming back. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I agree. With, I don't think yeah. he. 
I mean, Cueto, Cueto did some great things for you this year. He saved. I mean, he got you to this point. Just imagine yeah. what this team is like without Cueto. But uh, I don't think you take that chance going into next season. I agree. Um, so I, I think they've got to make a decision with the preponderance of guys that can play the DH position or who are really DHs. Because for another reason, the speed on defense, they need better speed out on the, in, in the field and the base paths. So I don't know if Abreu comes back because you, you have a redundancy there with Vaughn and uh, Eloy and uh, Gavin Sheets. And if you're still keeping uh, the catcher, what's his name? Cuban Grandal. If you're keeping Grandal, that's like five DHs right there without even mentioning, you know, Abreu. So uh, I think Abreu does a really good job at first base, but Vaughn's got as good a glove, if not better. So, and he's a lefty, you know, I mean, not lefty, I'm sorry, but Vaughn is, is really good. Grandal is one who can be, can switch hit, but it's just, I, I don't, Abreu, he complicates the lineup. I, I like him. I think he's important to the culture on the team. I think if there's some way to, when he retires, bring him to the front office or use him as an ambassador or something to continue with the pipeline to the to those countries, particularly Cuba, I think you do that because I think he's a white sock. I think he feels very aligned. And I think there's a sense of loyalty he has to the white sox because of how they treated him and his family, particularly with things regarding Cuba and, and their laws of, of, of you know how you how you know basically how Cubans have had to at some point in time do things just to get to this country. So um i think abreu's probably gone too so why do i have to make room for vaughn because he's younger and he's more versatile he can play more than one position and he'll just think about it once you're settled more times than not and maybe brandon can speak to this more so i'm just kind of going by the things i've heard over years once you're kind of settled in the position, you know what you're doing each day, you actually perform a little bit better. Um, and this guy's been playing for I've almost at the center. He's played left and right field. I, I think he's played third at some point, and he's also played first. If he can just settle in at first and or DH, and he's already basically you know like a 280 plus hitter, he may well, hit he may hit 300 with 20 plus home runs. I want I want. Eloy to be the everyday DH. I, I do too. I don't want him in left field ever again. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have to play it a little bit here and no, there. No, 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 no. no you no. go DH, go to the cage and hit some balls. <laughs> we don't hey, need you in the hey, field. Hey, <laughs> hey, don't forget, he, he got hurt running down the base pass too. So it wasn't just being an outfield. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Just I think those are the guys that may be gone, man. Uh, I just hope that I I don't want this whole rebuild to be for naught, and they just start over and, and scrap everything. Because then you you wait you wasted all those years, you know. Before uh, I think you get, you get rid of one or two guys. I don't know who that is. Maybe it's Makata. I don't know if it's Robert. I don't know if it's Grandal one or two guys of, of the core and, you know, bring in some help. Now they've already said they're not going to throw money at the, at the problem. So with that, I don't know. I don't know what, what the solutions can be 
you know, right now. I think we'll we'll learn more as we uh, get through the winter here. So, uh, so yeah, sad season for the Sox. Playoff starting now. I guess we're all Yankee fans. Uh, oh, yes. no, no, we're all Yankee fans. Uh, Dodgers. I'm with, I'm with my man Smoke, man. I'm sorry. Let's go. I'm sorry. Let's hey, go. let's uh let's go to picks. Close this out. And uh I suck. <laughs> and I don't think it's gonna I don't think that's gonna change this season. Uh Smoke, you were with me this week, man. You went one yeah. and two. I went one and two. And what I, which one I won? I forgot. I only pick I remember. You won the best. Raiders. Raiders. Raiders were minus two and a half. Who else I had? You had the Bears and you had the Lions uh, uh, yeah, minus yeah, four. Lions. Yeah, take yeah. the over with the Lions game. Just, yeah, just right. going forward. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, absolutely. If it's 90 points, take the over. Jared Goff. And I, change, I changed the game. What game was you that changed, I changed? You had the Titans originally. You would have won that one. Yeah. would have won that one. Yeah. So uh, stick to your gut, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Glenn, you went two and one last week. Uh, yep. you hit you hit with the Vikings, uh, and the Chiefs and lost the Browns game with me. So, uh, thanks, thanks, <laughs> so, <laughs> I should have so known better. Glenn, you're eight and four, you're the lead dog. Uh, Smoke, you're at six and six, and I am at three, eight, and one. So, I guess I will start, and uh, I'm gonna take. The Vikings, who are minus seven, um, and they're going up against the Bears. So I'll take the Vikings there. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers. They are uh, getting 14 points from Buffalo. That's a lot of points, so I'm going I'm to I'm try to get that one. And um, I got the Chargers minus two and a half against, I believe they played Denver. Is that right? That's no Denver plays tomorrow versus. Oh yeah, Dem- yeah, that's right. The Colts. How about we? Chargers got the Browns. The Browns, yes. Uh, so Chargers minus two and a half versus the Browns. Smoke, what you got? I'm gonna go a college game this week. I'm gonna go Tennessee minus three over LSU. Okay, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh, I'm a, I'm also go in college. Has it been confirmed that uh, Bryce Bryce Young's not playing? Uh, has not. They been say it was day to day. Okay, I'm gonna stay away from right. that. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that because I was assuming he was confirmed not playing. I was gonna take Adam, but no, I'm gonna stay away from that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Bears plus seven. Wow. What? That's crazy. Wait, no, no, it's not. Ez, Ez picked the Vikings, right? I did pick the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that, might, that might just be genius. <laughs> that's kind of why I did it. <laughs> cold. <laughs> that's kind of why I did it. Oh. Uh, Genius. By the way, I did win this thing last season. Don't don't, don't forget that. Uh, last last season, right? <laughs> Let's see. They don't smoke me this year, but I mean this game. I'm gonna take the Lions plus three over the Patriots. 
versus the Patriots. Lions plus three and taking the over. I'm a, I think I'm going to bet the over this week on the Lions. See what that's I, a, see what that's a, that's a What's the over under with the Patriots though? Uh it is 45 and a half. 45, okay. This page I'm on, it doesn't give me the over-unders. Oh, the 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 Lions are scoring. <laughs> They're scoring 35 points a game okay. and giving up 35.3. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, so you got you you got the Vols minus three, you got the Bears plus seven, and you got the Lions plus three. GM, what you got? Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm just gonna do one pro game this week. I'm gonna take the Chiefs minus seven at home against the Raiders. Um, I'm really tempted to take the Tennessee game, but I, I, I just. It's it's tough when you when it's your your team. You don't want to if you feel like you might be messing them up. So I'm gonna stay away from that one. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a read on LSU yet. They're still too too new with uh, the new head coach there. With uh, what's his name? Irish Brian dude. Kelly. Yeah, Brian, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian Kelly. I, I don't. My know. family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's down in the bayou as well. So I don't. You know, things get a little funny down a little hoodoo voodoo down there. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, that being said, I'm going to take the uh, South Florida Bulls getting 27 and a half on the road to Cincinnati, where I will be this weekend for the Cincinnati Bearcat homecoming, hanging out with both of my uh, uh, brothers in terms of my siblings and my nephew as well. So, so it's all Morgan men bash hangout Cincinnati uh, homecoming. So I'm going to be there. Rooting for the South Florida Bulls. <laughs> to cover. To cover. Just to cover. That's all. That's Just to all. cover. Yeah, yeah. 27 Bulls, and a half? 27 and a half, yeah. And uh, the last game I'm going to take, I am going to take uh, – it's Georgia just seems – I don't know what happened. And I'm going to take Auburn because that's a rivalry. People forget. Whoa. People don't realize – Georgia's that, minus 30 versus all, Almost. Wow. Yeah, I think I said 30. Hold on, I gotta make sure that Caesars is 30. So I'm saying yeah. 29. Yeah, Caesars is 30, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That gives me an extra half point even. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because uh, people forget that Auburn and Georgia is a longtime rivalry. And rivalry games, they can be ugly, but sometimes they can be a little bit close. Sometimes you get those late scores, all that stuff. So I'm gonna take Auburn plus 30 between the hedges against the mighty bulldogs from georgia wow and that's a crazy spread i think i'm gonna take that one too whoa 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 whoa! back off that back off that no i mean not on here i'm talking about oh okay okay real life i I don't i I, (laughs) (laughs) that's something to think about chiefs minus seven south florida plus 27 and a half auburn plus 30 damn okay all right all right, good luck, fellas. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our great podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper Podcast 
which I'm about to record, hosted by Rob Griggs, <laughs> and the Father Good podcast, hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Good stuff on there. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, like we always say here on Easy Smoking the GM podcast, we ain't saying we're right, but we sure as hell know concussions are wrong. Damn you, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. We'll be right back.